How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we got a really, really special guest, Will Warren. Obviously in AAA now, but ready to make that jump to the majors this year. A lot of excitement around you, Will. I mean, we're all excited about you. You're expected to have a pretty big role in this Yankee organization moving forward, and there's so many great things people are saying, and we're excited to kind of break down your game, see what motivates you, your backgrounds, how you've gotten to this point, and your excitement about the next level. How you do today, my friend? I'm doing good, doing good. Awesome. Well, absolutely. We're, we're excited to kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds, your upcoming through baseball, what got you started, you know, what got you started in baseball in general? There's so many sports out there and this one, obviously you gravitated to and have become a spectacular prospect with a lot of upside. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm from Brandon, Mississippi. So, uh, just outside of Jackson, uh, pretty small compared to, uh, New York and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I've just always grown up playing baseball. Um, didn't really play any other sports. I played soccer for a little while, but, uh, other than that, uh, baseball has been it for uh, the longest, uh, time, as long as I can remember my uncle played, uh, got drafted by the Braves. So like for forever, I was a Braves fan. I knew that was all I want to do. Go to Mississippi state and play baseball and go to, uh, play in the big leagues and you know uh that's been the dream and here we are uh just finishing triple a and uh you know trying to make a push into the bigs absolutely i mean you're about to take that big step in a couple of months probably i know you just said like you want this sooner rather than later how does it feel to be on the doorstep right now in terms of are you excited are you feeling the nerves obviously coming to new york as you said you come from mississippi new york is a different beast We've seen a lot of players coming through here and it's, it's no easy feat to accomplish, you know, winning championships, winning in general in New York. It's pretty hostile. We're diehard fans and, you know, people will either love you or they hate you. But, you know, one thing is for sure, you're not going to find any more people in this, on this planet that love this team more than Yankee fans. We ultimately just want you guys to be the most successful you can possibly be. So now how are you feeling right now in terms of the nerves, excitement, ready to join that next level? Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh it's surreal that, you know, I've gotten to this point. Uh, it's always been a dream. Uh, and so I'm trying to turn it into reality. Uh, just working every day to, you know, show these guys uh, what I got. It came down to Tampa early uh, just to give, you know, get in the, get in the groove of things, uh, get comfortable with some of the guys. You know, Judge is here, Glaber's here, DJ's here. Uh, played with Volpe and Wells and Pereira. So, you know, I'm around all those guys. I'm just trying to get comfortable. But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to make this a, a real thing and not, you know, a thought or a dream anymore uh, and just keep working. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as you mentioned, you're in Tampa right now. There's a lot of guys getting work in. The offseason is always seen as an opportunity to get better. What have you focused on improving over the winter and, you know, kind of delve us into what your offseason process has been like? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, last year we worked on uh, four seam in the cutter. Uh, that was the biggest, uh, you know, tools that we wanted to add to the arsenal um, and clean those up. And so this year was a lot, very similar, uh, just maintaining the cutter shape. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing. And then obviously uh, knowing, you know, where we're going with those things as a scouting report, you know, majority of the time we're going to use cutters to lefties and forcing to lefties, uh, which, you know, or probably lower on the totem pole for me because I'm more a singer slider guy. So, you know, just get com comfortable with those. That way, you know, 
when there is a big situation that comes up, you know, bases loaded, I got a lefty up. Uh, this we're going to be able to go at this guy with uh, no hesitation and fully confident that uh, my stuff's better than that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of the things that I had noticed with you in September is the numbers against lefties got a lot better. You increased your fastball usage a little bit. You know, those are some of the adjustments pitchers make coming through a system. In your two years of professional play thus far, what would you say are some of the most difficult adjustments you've had to make? And what would you advise to like recently drafted players or even yourself when you first got into the league? No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I went through it in AAA. Uh, those, I mean, it's a, it's a different beast. So just, there's going to be a little adjustment period at every level. And I think that's the biggest thing to tell, you know, younger guys coming through is like, Hey, you might not get what you want right off the bat, but uh, just hang with it. Cause you know, these guys that we work with, with the Yankees, you know, Graham Johnson was our pitching coach in AAA. Like, they, the, the, the guys that they've hired uh, do a very good job at, you know, hey, let's figure this out, let's figure this out, and we're going to have a step-by-step -step plan on, you know, what's going to give you the most success at the end of the day. And so uh, I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. So I want to pivot for a second to, you know, you going to the MLB, you going to the Yankees, and you're joining a pretty awesome pitching group. Obviously, Garrett Cole, you have Carlos Rodondo going to bounce back, Nestor, um, Clark Schmidt, you know, who's obviously worked his way through the system. You know, who who are you trying to emulate or trying to be yourself even, but looking to kind of maybe even gain a mentor in that process, someone you're looking to to say, I kind of want to follow the steps of this guy. I want to, you know, the way they process the game, the way that they lead up to the game, the way that their discipline allows them to perform at a high level. Is there anyone you're looking to kind of, watch and say, I want to follow in that, those footsteps. I want to be like that guy. Or are you just kind of trying to, you know, lock in and be your own guy and kind of define your own story? Uh, I think there's a mix there, uh, a little bit of both. Uh, obviously, I came down to Tampa early, but one of the reasons that I came down early is to obviously get comfortable with these guys, uh, you know, figure out who they are, what makes them tick. And as I'm doing that, I'm figuring out like, all right, how does he go about his day? How does, what does his pre-work look like? What does his throwing program look like? Uh, you know, how did they get to where they are? And then, you know, look in the mirror and reflect on, you know, what do I do? Do I need to, do I need to adjust this a little bit? Do I need to stay where I am? Like, and looking at it from that standpoint, you know, like you said, to be the best, you got to learn from the best. So I'm trying to, you know, soak up as much information as I can being around those guys. But at the end of the day, I am, I trust and believe that I'm confident in myself and my stuff that I do want to stay within myself and go out there and be me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we had, when we brought on Spencer Jones a year ago, he kind of talked about a similar thing where there's the Aaron judge comparisons, but he wants to write his own story and he wants to be his own athlete. Um, and he also mentioned absorbing information. Data is a huge part of baseball. And there's obviously a lot of controversy there and, you know, data has been more featured on the pitching side of things. And I just want to understand how you utilize information that's at your disposal to improve your performance on the mound, kind of how you digest it, what you look for, stuff of that nature. Yeah, I mean, coming from a small, smaller college, Southeastern, we didn't really use a lot of data. Um, so definitely when I got drafted, that little um, couple weeks, month, or however long it was, uh, they used that time to teach us a lot. Uh, I've talked about that before. They, that's when I kind of learned the slaughter. But, uh, yeah, the data stuff, I mean, it helps me a lot because it's 
help me when they start talking about spin orientation and stuff like that. I, I can grasp a little more now that uh, I've been around it longer. And so it's obviously helped me, you know, kind of get my arsenal tuned up, uh, you know, get the sinker with more depth to it, slider, more, you know, horizontal break to it, change up. And then when you figure out all that and how your stuff moves, you can go go about it and make a game plan on like, all right, my changeup doesn't get as much horizontal, you know, run as I thought it was. So I probably need to put it more on plate rather than throwing it outside because if it starts outside, it's going to be a ball out of the hand and stuff like that. So it's definitely, uh, definitely I've learned a lot over the past uh, few years with the Yankees, but uh, it's definitely helped me fine tool my, uh, my arsenal. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good tool um, to continue improving, you know, those those fine details, especially the game. People are these hitters are insane these days and they're like watching everything. And they know oh, yeah. exactly what you're going to do. So you have to have that competitive advantage. Sometimes those that analytics gives you that little bit of an advantage. But this offseason, you know, what is one weakness you think you have that you really want to improve on? Something that you're like, this is annoying me. I really got to get this right. Like going into being a professional ball player, being at the highest level in a couple months here, you're like, I got to get this right. This will give me that competitive edge. Yeah. I mean, like Ryan said a minute ago, lefties was my, <laughs> not my thing uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, it wasn't anything like mental or anything like that. It's just for whatever reason I struggled with lefties. I kind of had the righty thing figured out for a minute. But uh, when I get to AAA, you know, teams start playing all right, this guy's not very good at lefties. Let me put all these lefties in there. So uh, I went in the offseason, worked on the cutter and the four seam because um, that's <clears throat> really at the end of the year when I made that strong finish to the AAA season. It was more of I was commanding my cutter, my four seam, and my sinker all at once. And so it's not – it wasn't, you know, like you said, the tips. Like if they know what's coming, it's kind of hard to get guys out. Still hard to hit, but it's kind of hard. It's a lot easier for them. And so if I can command those, I can constantly keep them guessing and use all three, then they all move differently. Uh, so that was the weakness that, you know, I'm trying to fine tune, uh, get the cutter going, get the forcing going. And then, you know, hopefully I have the whole package and uh, we can roll into this season like I finished last. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like having that four-seamer, having that cutter, your four-seamer performed really well down the stretch. And you have a wide array of pitches. Like I know that you mentioned the sinker, the slider. You have three other pitches in the changeup, four-seamer, cutter. But I want to focus on the sweeper a little bit because that's kind of the pitch everybody looks at and says, that's your best pitch. It's the one most visually appealing, obviously, because it has that big horizontal break. Um, you know, I'm a complete nerd when it comes to pitching. So I kind of wanted to ask you about some of your mental cues when you throw the pitch, how that usage of the pitch or how you think about using the pitch against righties or lefties may change different situations, matchups, counts, like kind of give me the rundown of what goes into when you throw your sweeper. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like I said, righties is it's fun when I look up there and see a right-handed hitter in there because you got the sinker going one way and then the sweeper going the other. And on a good day, I might have 18 on the sinker and 18 on the slider. And that's a lot of space. that has got to be accounted for as a hitter, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be my strikeout two strike pitch. I'm going to go to um, maybe third time through the order. I'll flip it in there and try to steal one real quick. Um, but lefties is really where 
the chess match, I guess, comes in and you choose whether it's going to be back foot or back door. And I think that goes into knowing the hitter and, you know, the pre-game meetings and stuff like that and knowing who we're facing, having a game plan going about it. Because if you got a more aggressive hitter, I can throw the back foot slider and have more success because obviously it's going to start and look like a strike and I might get an aggressive hitter to swing. Obviously, a more passive hitter is going to be like, oh, I'm not going to swing at that. I'll take that for a ball. So that's when you go, you know, back door and you throw the one that looks like it's going to go in the right-handed batter's box and it catches the back outside corner. So uh, I think that's, you know, basically it goes into who's the who's the hitter I'm facing, what are they m- most likely to do because that is like, I mean, like you said, that's my strength. So I'm willing to throw it at any time. Um, it's just kind of based on the hitter. Yeah, and it's interesting because, it, you know, you talk about the aggressiveness with the slider. You know, historically speaking, kind of before this last decade, it's been, like, abnormal to be, like, a guy who uses their breaking ball aggressively. You're always supposed to be fastball first. Use your fastball yeah. 50% of the time or whatever it may be. So you're kind of part of this new wave of pitchers that, hey, I have a really good slider. I'm going to throw it a ton because they can't hit it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you talked about pregame preparation, you know, you know, having that game plan in place and the chess match against lefties. You were able to throw the Austin Wells a few times this year in AAA. I know he was elevated pretty quickly, but we're probably going to see him at catcher this year at the major league level. You know, tell me a little bit about what working with him is like as a pitcher. You know, what is those, what are those pregame routines like, you know, does, you know, the preparation, all that stuff. For sure. Wells, uh, Wells is awesome behind the plate. I even better hitter, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the man. He, we're, uh, we're very close. He helps me, uh, keep my head on my, shoulders in in a good spot because sometimes I want to be too perfect and Wells will look at me and be like dude just throw it over the plate just just throw it in there you got like he he he's he's good at you know finding who the guy on the mound is whether it's me whether it's you know Cole where it's whether it's Nestor Cortez he knows how we tick and uh he can use you know the way he's talking to you based on who you are and find a way to motivate you, jump on you if he needs you, needs to. Uh, and it goes both ways. We can do the same thing to him if, you know, we're not doing that. But um, it's funny you say that because I had him in double A for forever. And we would always like joke coming off the mound, like laughing at each other. Or he'd yell at me because like throw it over the plate. Like I was walking people one day. And one of our guys in the dugout was like, look at these two guys. Like, how how do they work together? They're yelling at each other, walking off the mound. But it's like a friendly, like, he's holding me accountable because he knows that I'm better than what I was given. And I know deep down that he's right, so I'm even more mad at him. But, no, he's – Austin's awesome. He's, uh, he's for sure – he's the real deal. He's the real deal for sure. Yeah, and there were a lot of Yankees this year that came up that were part of the team that that in Double A in twenty twenty two won the Eastern League Championship. I think Wells, Brito, Vas, or no, Brito was in Triple A at that point. Vasquez, Dominguez, there were a lot of guys there. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of like I imagine, and I kind of want to get your take on this. Like, it's going to be pretty cool to play with. You know, if you were to come up to play with a lot of guys who you've won with at a pretty high level. And yeah. I know, I know that 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 may not matter to some people, but I feel like that matters to prospects or to players to have familiarity with players you've already won with in various levels of professional baseball. Can you kind of give us a little bit of insight onto that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we joked about it in Somerset all the time. We were like, dang, we're, this is the closest a minor league team's ever been probably. 
but those guys had played with each other for years before I got there. And so uh, just the culture, it's uh, it was a winning culture. And that's, I mean, it was, we were having fun. It wasn't, it wasn't a job anymore. It was, we were playing a game as kids again, and we were going out there and just beating everybody. And so it was a lot of fun. And so those guys that came up, I think that's why they have success is they're playing with each other. They're having fun. They're not stressed out. They're going out there and playing the game that they've always played. And I think you see that with Volpe and Wells and Jason and guys like that. And so, yeah, it is exciting to think about that. You know, if I get up there this year, then that's how I want to look at it. I want to go out there. Hey, here, I'm just coming out here to play a game. I mean, it's, Obviously, I won't be feeling that inside. I'll be a little nervous, but uh, that's what I want to uh, portray it as. So just going out there and playing the game that we played since we were three years old. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what it's all supposed to be about. You know, you watch the movies and stuff and you're like, yeah, like this is what baseball is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be playing a game. It is a game. And when it becomes a job, when it feels like a job, like anything you do in life, um, you know, when if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. I, I truly believe that. Sounds like you've had a little bit of taste of what that feels like. Um, just loving the game so much. It just feels like you're beating the crap out of everybody. What, what is better than that? Seriously. But, um, you know, how does it feel to have two of the best offensive players now, you know, going into a situation where I imagine, I do want to ask you about, um, your pitching program going into, are you programming to be a starter this upcoming season or a bullpen arm, you know, how that differs, but also knowing that you have Aaron judge and Juan Soto on this team, how much confidence does that give you? Like I can, I can afford to make a mistake sometimes because these guys will pick me up. I feel like that's kind of nice to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes both ways. I mean, uh, you know, there's definitely games that I pitched in Scranton where I was like, just get one run. You're feeling great that day. Just get one run and I can go out there and dominate. And it goes the other ways. You go out there and give up five and you're like, oh, please, God, get another one. Get six, please. And so uh, it goes both ways. And I think that's the coolest part about baseball is it's fully team sport. I mean, you're picking up guys left and right, and it's all about, you know, who can outlast in the fight longer. Is your team going to, you know, take them, give the most punches rather than the other team? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm currently, like you said, or like you ask, uh, I'm working, you know, right now as a starter. Um, I'm just going out there and throwing. They haven't told me much. Uh, I'm kind of using it as I'm showcasing what I got here. It is. Um, and just going like that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, we've seen a lot of guys come up as like, you know, they're, they're starters in the minor leagues. They kind of transition to like a multi-inning relief role, even in the major leagues, but they get thrown right into the rotation. I know Clark Schmidt ha- was kind of in that role in 2022 and then started in 2023. Um, but we also saw that last year, like Brito started the third game of the year. So yeah, anything could happen between now and like opening day. So I imagine that it's just a matter of being prepared for that moment. You may have a sweeper and it's a great sweeper, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you. You, I want you to give me your Yankees Mount Rushmore. You get four picks, the four guys you would throw on your Yankees Mount Rushmore. No pressure. Not gonna, we're not gonna judge you for any guys you leave off. It's not an easy question, but yeah. All right, Judge is definitely on there, without a doubt. Um, Mantle's on there. Oh, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm gonna go. Jeter next. Classic. Yep. Um, Babe Ruth. 
Also, and I got one more. I got one more, Ron. Right? No, I think that's four. Right? No, that's it. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good <laughs> fight. It's a four. It's hard, man. Sweat. Nah, it's it's tough, dude. I'd say it's a pretty good curveball. If I, I mean, I didn't throw a good one in high school. I kind of sucked at, at pitching. It wasn't wasn't great, man. <laughs> Tried to throw a sinker, didn't really work. Not didn't have anything going for me there. But dude, I think it's a really good Mount Rushmore. I can't lie. Like those are probably the four I'd go with too. Yeah. I mean, I love the judge pick too. Um, yeah, judge but judge's got to be on there. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't disagree, man. He's he's damn good. Do you get to work against him in practice ever? Uh, I haven't, but I'm probably that will probably be in the future. So, are you nervous for that? Fun. No, no, no. I'm not. I mean, no. I mean, if I I look at it as if I have success against Judge, then you I can beat anybody. Not any, about anybody. Yeah, seriously. That's that's if you can beat him, I think you're in pretty good shape uh, to pretty much beat anyone in the league, but. Um, you know, that wraps it up, man. We just wanted to get to know you. Appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. Have a lot going on down in Tampa. And we're wishing you the best of luck this upcoming season. We'd love to stay in touch as always. And, you know, this is it's going to be an exciting season. A lot of Yankee fans are excited about this upcoming year. Getting Soto, Judge Healthy, Cole coming off a Cy Young Award uh, winning season. A couple guys bouncing back. I'm sure you're really excited. So I just want to thank you again for spending a couple minutes with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me.